into that. That's what you wanted to do the whole time. <laughs> what the fuck? At least let the cameras re- uh, let the cameras know I didn't flinch. <laughs> hey, this is Heidi, and that's Stefan. And you're listening to another episode of Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast. That's right. This is the podcast where we watch horror movies and discuss them. Yep. It's not exactly reviewing them as much as sharing what we enjoyed and didn't enjoy. We don't have a rating system for them, really. Yeah. We just sometimes we forget to even say <laughs> what the rating is or what we thought about them, other than the weirdness that you find in most old school horror movies. Right. We're just having fun with it. We're watching and rewatching and you know just enjoying it as we go. So that's right. Um, so this week, yeah, this week is 1987, The Stepfather. Okay, I have never really heard of this movie before. But I did notice that they have sequels, so Stepfather 1, 2, 3. So I guess it had a little run at some point in time. Maybe he just likes marriage. Yeah. Well, anyways, we're starting at the top. Stepfather. The Stepfather. The Stepfather. Okay. It is a horror thriller, psychological slasher. One or the other. And it's directed by Joseph Rubin. Not to be confused with Paul Rubens. Because they're not related, nor do they look alike. Okay. All right. So I feel like this is one of those movies that might have slipped away on like Cinemax or H, not HBO, but maybe like, uh, what was that other one? It was Cinemax and something else. But um, it, it's because I don't really remember this one. Do you? I don't either. It was on a list, so I added it to our list. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't remember it. I know that they had made a remake in like. Really? There was a remake like in the 90s or something. Hmm. Um, and you mentioned that there are some sequels to this, to the original one. Well, yeah, well, I don't. I've never seen any of them. I just happened to notice because that was my. I first thought I was like, oh, I, you know, I've never heard of this movie, but then there's sequels, so that means it had to have been, you know, at least worthy enough of a, some company putting some money behind a few more, you know. Yeah, but some companies just make shit movies. This will be interesting. Yes, it will so, be. So, what do you know about it? It stars Terry O'Quinn. And he is play. Uh, he the character is Jerry Blake. He's played by John Locke from yeah. Lost. The Lost, the old Lost. guy, right? John yes. Locke. Mister, my legs don't work. Wait, they work. <laughs> oh, now they don't. That guy. Yes. <laughs> you can choke oh. on what? <laughs> <laughs> so when you drink. Ah, don't worry, I know how to drink. Just, <laughs> I don't usually drink wine. Also stars lesser-known actresses Jill Sholin and uh, Shelley Hack. 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 And it's loosely based on the story of John List, who was a family killer. Is this a real-life thing? Yes. Mm, Okay. So it might be a little rabbit hole episode. This will be a rabbit hole episode on the Patreon. Yeah. A little ice cream sundae. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, so, so do you want to know a little bit of John Liz? Just this quick idea of who he will. Maybe we'll do that last because that'll give away the movie. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah plus, if it's based loosely on it. Plus, I mean, we usually come and just try to catch up on for old times' sake, right? So, how the hell are you doing, Bucko? <laughs> Bucko. <laughs> Um, no, I know. Everything cool with you? Just wanted to get back up to date since our last episode and thing, you know, see what's been new with you. That's all. Um, things have been good. Really busy. Um, 
Mm, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, these have been good. Mostly it's been work. Um, the holidays are coming. My my son's birthday is just before Christmas, so it gets really hectic. Yeah. Um, kind of, I always felt that was like... Cheating him out of gifts? Yeah, sort of, you know. But. Well, it's really sad because um, I know that some people who have December birthdays, they give their kids half birthday parties in the summer. Really? Yeah. But for my son to have his um, birthday party... Like, everybody is out of town. It's Christmas. Right, yeah. Or Hanukkah. Yeah, it's just always got to be a tough one to get people to come to. And then also, like, again, you know, it's Christmas. And, you know, what do you get, two gifts? Or do you just get one good well, gift, I you told know? Him, when he was born, I told everybody, two gifts, minimum. Yeah, so, like, one that's, like... One that's Christmas and one that's... Um, <laughs> no, I was trying to make a gift joke, you know, like the little squares that move, the little animated gifts. Said you get two gifts. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Didn't go over well. Um, We're not going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're fine. Okay. It's as real as it gets. Um, but uh, yeah, no, things have been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty busy in regards to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. It feels really good. Oh, I, I started watching Die Hard for the first time, but I only got like 15 minutes in. Yeah. And, never- then, and then I, I got tired. I know. I was surprised when you said you never seen Die Hard. I guess that's a whole nother... I also haven't seen Lethal Weapon, but otherwise, I'm really into 80s and 90s action movies. Mm. Like, I have a... Like... <laughs> I was came out wrong. I used to really enjoy Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> I almost said I have a huge thing for Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Thanks to the right. Um, so, cool. Now, yeah, so what about with you? I've been working, like always, uh, at this music store, and I've been having some good weeks, I guess, sort of. I've been making some decent sales. Um, Other than that, let's see. I watched The Irishman recently. Oh, that was good. That was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. Um, We could probably do a whole episode on that, but that's... A rabbit hole episode. Right. Plus, they already got their own podcast for that running. You know, That's right. Like Sebastian did double duty. He's like, I'm going to be in the movie and I'll host the podcast. That's smart. Yeah. What are you doing? You I know can't what, do it like this. You know what he brought up on his show that has to do with, uh, I was going to bring it up, was his accent. Mm-hmm. In the first opening line, He and I think it was smart for him to say it because in a way he was like putting it out there before everybody could critique it too much. But like he's his opening line, he says something about uh, this carpet will look good for a crap table or something like that. But he's from Chicago with the character he's playing is from <laughs> New York. And he goes, this carpet, like a Chicago guy, instead of going the carpet, yo, the carpet, there's, you know, <laughs> he, he missed out on the whole New York side of that accent right there. I think I, I did really <laughs> enjoy when he, when Sebastian goes. The fuck out of here! <laughs> and I was like, "That's him." <laughs> yeah. So that was that was really fun. Yeah. It was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It was really long, but um, I mean, I did it in doses. So I watched a little bit, grabbed a snack, watched a little more, <laughs> grabbed a drink, watched a little bit more, took a shower. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I you know, I, it was a long one, so it did take some time to invest into it, and you had to be ready for it. I think that. Um, there's a few people I've heard that said that it made it might have been better as like a chopped up five series type thing. No, or something. I thought it was really good that way um, because you don't take 
I mean, I'm no expert, but you don't, it doesn't give you too much time to really nitpick at each of the characters and their character, each individual character arcs and, and the depth of their character. It was good that length. It was a little bit longer than normal, but it was good at that length because it did allow for you to be invested enough. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because you knew what was going to happen to Hoffa, mm -hmm. but you still were like, fuck. Yeah, I watched, it, I watched it twice, and the second time around, I felt like it, it It felt like it went smoother or faster or whatever. It wasn't um, some like, I wasn't like, oh my God, three and a half hours. It just sort of like made, picked up the pace as it went along. So I don't know how that happens, but that's how it happened. And I liked it the second time around um, even better. Cool. Um well, that's cool. Yeah. I, um, I'm excited because I just saw that Cinematic Void posted their January 2020 calendar. Oh, right. Right. And so I'm really excited about being able to go to the Cinematic Void events. Yeah. You said they have a pretty good lineup or something. Yeah. Up, right? So I'm, I'm excited for a few of them. They do um, some classic horrors. Like that's where we went to. Um, yeah, I remember when we saw the Camp Void stuff and the we've been to the events a bunch of times yeah like, we right? have yeah yeah um anyways we went to a six hour movie marathon yeah i know i can't remember <laughs> all they're all like rambled up into one but well, um my first time going there it was a uh bella and boris marathon and i took patty cakes with me yeah and she's a trooper she got through as many as she could <laughs> Oh my god i'm a fucking no i'm just because i'm playing i'm pretending to be patty cakes <laughs> I'm just kidding. You didn't like that one? <laughs> That's good acting right there. Look, you're doing the wine glass thing too. <laughs> oh, man. We're leaving this in, so get your close-up shot now. You also saw Sunset Boulevard for the first time. I, I yeah that's right I told you I just saw Sunset Boulevard for the first time that was a good movie too yeah it was great it's one of my favorites yeah uh, I found a lot of similarities in that movie to the movie Scarface the 1982 version um, not is that there it, another version oh yeah Scarface it was the original it's a old movie from the, the movie 30s. about Al, um, about um, Al Capone you mean is there I, a movie about Al Capone. Mm. Or is Scarface Pacino the remake? No, no, no. Well, no. Tell me more. There's two movies named Scarface. I don't think that they're really related, but if you want to... Right, but didn't they call Capone Scarface? Yeah, yeah. So is the first original movie no, Capone? No, I, I don't think it's about Capone. It's just some guy with a cut-up face? I don't or know. Or is it Tony Montana? Know. No, it's not Tony Montana. Well, don't bring shit up if you don't know, I, man. I, I know it's not Tony Montana. That's what I know. I just know there's two movies named Scarface. It's a coincidence, and it's one that most people don't know. So this is the reaction we get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> now i got to go check it out. Scarface. 1932, Paul Mooney. What's it about? Um, it says, An ambitious and nearly insane violent gangster climbs the ladder of success in the mob, but his weakness proved to be his downfall. So it's not about Al Capone? Uh, the John Lovo rises to the head of the bootlegging okay. crime syndicate. You We're reading the wrong movie on the wrong podcast. So that's what I'm trying to... I say, I, anyways, there's no reason for us to go down that rabbit hole right there. 
I forgot what we were even talking about. Why did we bring up Scar? Oh, because Sunset Boulevard. I thought there were some similarities in that movie and in Scarface, and that's all. Which I liked Scarface? It. The real, the real one, not that nineteen thirties one. <laughs> I mean, my brain just broke. <laughs> I'm talking about the Al Pacino movie. Wait, Al Pacino was in Scarface. <laughs> You're trying to break <laughs> my brain now. What the hell? Uh, well yeah it it was really good it was really good I really loved it Um, what I think I'm saying it backwards hold on let me just clarify the 1982 movie that Al Pacino is in Scarface borrows from Sunset Boulevard in that there are certain scenes that are very similar and I just happen to notice there is some similarities some of it was very subtle not even that blatant I get that. Um, I, I, I haven't seen Sunset Boulevard in a while, in maybe a few years, but I can definitely understand that. They're both movies about excess, and they're both movies about denial. Yeah. Right? Do you remember in Sunset Boulevard, there's a scene where they're like in a car with like leopard print or whatever? Yes. Yeah, that's like the scene that Tony is but in. But he with has the tiger car. print. I know. Not the same, but it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's well, we what I'm went saying. to Miami. We went to the Scarface. We went to the hotel next to where uh, Scarface's friend Angel got. Yeah, where the chainsaw scene happens. Yeah. That's where we had breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a CVS now. How sad is that? Everything's a CVS now. <sighs> so sad. So Who sad. Who needs all these pharmaceuticals? Have you? Okay, I literally got a receipt for three items. That was my height. Granted, I'm five two. What do you mean your height? So CVS, you know how they notoriously have those huge long receipts. Oh, the receipt was yeah. like your height. One was height? my height. What the hell? The machine probably broke or something. I don't know. Well, all right. So where are we at? Do we want to go watch this movie and then uh, get back into it, or do we want to talk about the movie a little bit more? What? So how about we do the synopsis? I didn't actually write it down. Okay. But well, um, I already had IMDb out once. I might as well do it again. Well, here, let me see if I can give you from memory. Um, <laughs> so then I won't read the actual correct. one. <laughs> Thank you. The stepfather follows uh, Jerry Blake as he moves towards becoming a family killer again. Jerry Blake. Jerry Blake. Is the main John character. John Locke. Yes. He's the stepfather and he is looking for the right family, right? That was a great addition. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so um, again, I never heard of this movie, really. I feel like it probably was on the shelf in those old video stores when we browse by. I, I was more interested in like f- funny ones like Chopping Mall. Right, so did I ever tell you about my video rental place growing up? Mm, I think you did, but and I might have told you about mine too, but go ahead, so video my vi- rental. My video rental place, yeah. I don't remember what it was called because it kept getting bought over and over again. Right. But it was the same staff, it was the same everything, and it was this little corner place, and it was dusty as all get out. Um, yeah. But in it had three different rows. It was the entrance, and it had all the new movies. Okay, so the counter was over here. And the entrance and all the new movies... And then the middle was a horror section. At the end, it was more older movies that weren't horror. And then in the back was the adult section. And it had, um, so in the horror movie, it was in the horror section where I practically lived. It was two bookcases with movies here and one at the end. But where they connected, they weren't sealed enough. And you can look into the adult section. 
<laughs> yeah, I had a similar thing. I think we talked about this too, where the, the one uh, I used to go to had like the adult section curtained off with like a just a small curtain, like something that blocked it off. A clear shower curtain? Something Got it. like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just like go in, but like they'd have to catch you and see that you were younger. So sometimes I would just go in until they were like, hey, you're not supposed to be in there. <laughs> like, I don't know where yeah. I am. What's that? Yeah. Well, Did you ever get scared of a movie just by looking at its cover? Yes. Like when you're walking down the aisle or something, you're like, oh my God, I can't, what, how the hell? I didn't watch Hellraiser for a very long time because it terrified me. <laughs> I wonder if that's because like, you know, nowadays we don't really have the box cover mm. movie store thing. Like, cause do, but you have Netflix. Yeah, but they change their icons all the time. Right. Tom Segura is currently a cheeseburger. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> it's like, how do you get attached to it? You know? You, right. <laughs> right. Um. So the movie starts like this. Mm-hmm. John Locke. <laughs> You're going to call that this whole episode? Obviously. Um, there's a train line street in Seattle, in the suburbs. There's a dude in the bathroom. He's covered with blood. Right. He shits, showers, and shaves. And he <laughs> also puts in contacts mm-hmm. and takes all his belongings, packs it up into a briefcase. Yep. And starts heading out of the bathroom. Yeah, and all. And he's looking like a very sophisticated '90s gentleman. Yeah, gentleman of the '90s, if you will. And is then he's you you know he's walking like sweater vest the house. and all. Yeah, exactly. All nice, primp and proper, and all that shit. And then he's walking through the house, and you start to see. And he's going down the stairs, and there's bloody hand bloody hand prints. Yep. And as he gets down the stairs, it's a fucking massacre. A whole family. The whole family. Dead. dead. Or is one of them still kind of like twitching and alive a little bit? I don't think so. I think that's wishful thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But uh, as he walks out the door, the camera pans out a little bit and you see that there's even a little girl that's dead. Oh, right. Yeah. She's like six with a teddy bear. Yeah. Dead. Just bloody. But that's the the easiest one to kill, though. I mean, yes, I guess so. But not emotionally and mentally, I would think, right? Not if you're not attached to the thing. It's like a squashing a bug. It's a thing. Bug. It's a person. Oh, my it's God. It's like squashing a bug, right? Lord like. help you if you ever become a stepfather. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, I guess so. What I'm saying is it's the weak. It can't defend itself is what I'm saying. And I'm not it's, saying that you should. Okay, the baby. It's a child. The child, the baby, the defenseless little child. Cannot defend itself, therefore, it is the easiest by means of strength. So, do you kill, kill the child first, or do you ch- well, kill the child technically last? last? Yeah, you know, because if you kill the child first, two things: a, you're an even sicker fuck because you did it in front of the the family, and now b, they're gonna be so pissed off that they're gonna come at you with you're crazy a rage. Fuck. So, on the le- on the levels of sicker fucks, <laughs> yeah. it's you first kill the mother. Uh, no, you take that the toughest one. Go down and like if there's a father or a strong. Well, he's the stepfather. So oh right, then yeah, the, the dog. Does he kill the dog mm, first? Depends on the dog. You don't kill the dog. Depends on the dog. No, you don't kill the dog. <laughs> but it depends on the dog. If the dog is a dog that's like, and you could kick it, like just leave that <laughs> Wait, shit. Describe this dog for me. <laughs> you know, chihuahuas, little dachshunds, and just I don't know any little yabbity yabbity small tiny dogs. 
that technically, even if they really bit you, you're not going to do much damage. You just save them for later and kick them out of the way. You get, but the All mother right. would be. So wait, you, you you know for sure that the mother would be the toughest one in the room. Not always. Okay, well, who's tougher? The the teenage daughter, probably? We're talking about in this scenario where there's a little girl there, there's a little brother, there looks like there's a grandfather, it looks like there's a mother or a wife, um, a little boy, and then the little girl. I mean, a boy, like a teenage boy, yeah. right? Well, you take out... It, you take out the teenage boy. All right, here's the thing. Because then you... Wait, you take out the teenage boy, then you let the mother know that, don't do this. It all depends on the scenario. You take out the teenage boy he because can... he's strong... Right, and then you take out the mother. No, you take out the grandfather, and those are to let the mother know that you mean business. <laughs> if then, so what you're saying is you take out the mother in front of the child so that the child suffers more so, or you take out the child before the mother so the mother suffers more so. I think that if you take the child out in front of the mother it's going to enrage the mother so much that you're going to have a tougher time defending and killing the mother but he like shot them all or something no he didn't he didn't i don't think he would have shot them it's too impersonal he well as we'll find out later on he didn't really have any rhyme or reason to it he just kind of like yeah well here's the thing you're a sick fuck either way if you're doing this yeah i i it's ridiculous like if you're not happy with somebody set them free but he's getting off on the whole killing part. I don't think so. No, I don't you think don't it's think no, so? no. I think well, we'll get into it more. But I think he's if killing the family w- because they disappoint him. You don't think he? So you think? I don't that, think he's getting off on the killing. I think in his mind, the killing is means to an end. So you're saying that if they would have done things a little differently, he wouldn't have even killed them, and they would have lived Correct. happily ever after. Correct. However. What people don't realize is children are children. And children are always going to do something that may not always be pleasant. Yeah, like, that's that's a, an interesting thought because I'm just saying that going into it, I assumed he had a, like, a yearn to go to the next one and the next one. You know we'll get I mean? to it. Okay. All right. So John Locke goes, next thing you know, he's on a ferry. And that's where he pushes off this briefcase where he has all his information all his documents everything yeah he throws it out into the um into the river yeah and takes the ferry to another part of seattle see i didn't even know we were in seattle and then when i saw the ferry i was like oh so where are we like because i knew there's only certain places in this country where you can ride a ferry i wasn't thinking exactly where where it was but that makes sense seattle um but yeah exactly so he gets rid of the evidence. Um, they, I think they start off, it's a year later after that. So a year later, a teenage girl is riding her bike in the same idyllic suburbia. Yeah. I, from the first kind of it almost I, looks I thought like, it was the same street, yeah, yeah. but it was only a year later. But did you also notice how bright the colors were in those scenes? It was no. a lot of greens and it was a lot of bright colors. Because we very... hadn't killed the, the environment yet. Yeah. Well, I just think that the color people cranked it up a little too high. Like oversaturated? Well, not a, it was more like just a heavy contrast. Maybe a little oversaturated. But what I'm saying, specifically speaking... For... She was orange? No, it didn't, no, no, no. It wasn't like that. It was just like the outside very much so. Like the, the, the trees. Like you're... 
it didn't set the mood of a creepy, scary town. Well, it's not creep- supposed to. Right. It's, yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. All right. So this girl gets home. We meet her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, her <laughs> mother, a, I don't even know. They have Susan. a wrestling right. match in the so leaves. So the girl is Stephanie, <laughs> and she is um, played by Jill Sholin. And uh, the mother is Susan. And this whole, I had to look up what the mother's name was because they just didn't develop her as a character very much. It was just, that's the wife, that's the mom. There you go. Yeah. And they, that, there you have it. They have this real like crazy leaf fighting game. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you not, you don't know about playing in leaves like that, right? <laughs> it doesn't sound very hygienic. Oh man, I used to do that. Is this all a the white time. thing? <laughs> all the time in Massachusetts, when so is it, it's a white thing, or uh, is it a place with seasons thing? It's a place with seasons thing where the leaves fall and you can run around and play in leaves like an idiot. <laughs> you build okay. big piles and you jump and dive and hide. And I don't think stuff. I've ever done that. <laughs> it's, it's something I did it's a lot. It's not funny. As a kid. No, it's funny that I did looking at it through your eyes because you're like, that's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I get itchy just thinking about it. <laughs> All right. So then, um, so that's the mother and the daughter, and that just shows us that they have a really good relationship. Yes. But then a car pulls up, and the mother says, And who is Jerry's it? home. Jerry's home. Jerry is a John Locke character, John played by Terry O'Quinn. I got to remember his name. Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. Um, and so it was just, it becomes very obvious that Stephanie does not like her stepfather, just on her mannerisms. Later on, oh. Uh, well, what you were saying was that she's not happy with him, but he brings a dog, a little puppy as a gift, and she still doesn't even like him. Yeah. What does that say about this guy? I, I know, exactly. He's, He's like a fucking creep and creepo. weirdo. Yeah. And we know that she really dislikes him because next scene, we're in her therapist's office. I know. She's a young chick who's already got a therapist at this age. Well, How old is she now? You're not too young to have therapists. Do we know how old she is? She plays a uh, 16-year-old teenager. Oh, right. 16. That's right. They make mention of that later on. uh, Yeah. And I'll I'll tell you some news once we get to Uh the shower scene. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. She's a 16-year-old girl. She, um, Her father died like a year ago. A year in the movie? In or the movie. <laughs> I know what you were mean. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Oh, okay. okay. So her father died a, a year, year before. Ago. Yeah. Coincidentally, around the same time that John Locke mm-hmm. killed his family on right. the other side of the river or whatever the hell. We don't have any mention of that just yet. Um, but the girl is telling the therapist, this guy is fucking creepo yeah and she She's says quote already. mother doesn't see mm-hmm. and i um i date pers- I, I i i date purposefully you know like i'm a mother i have two children and um i've survived some trauma um so i i've been very selective as to who i let around my children you right. know you and gotta sometimes, be. sometimes you fuck up and put the wrong people around your kids and that's fine but I was very protective of my children, right? So I can't imagine after a year having somebody come into my home and say, call him father now. Yeah, that's like that's a little one bit thing. too... But the other thing is, if my... early for that. The second my kids say they don't like somebody, there's a <laughs> fucking reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, I've ended many relationships because my kids have said no. 
That on, said, I also stayed the, in one relationship too long because my kids were like, I really that's like That's what this I was person. about to ask you. Has <laughs> it ever worked out the opposite way? Yes, so. but then I was unhappy. Well, that's not good. You can't do that. Right. But so then I found a line where it's like, okay, as long as my kids don't hate this person or are unable to tell me something, like as an abuse survivor, you figure out what are the telltale signs, right? Mm. As long as that wasn't happening, good. As long as my kids were not like, he's creeping me out, she's Mm. creeping me out, whatever the case may be. As long as that wasn't happening, it was a good relationship. Yeah. In that in that regard. Yeah. So we also get, um, I think, into the whole fact that she's also getting in trouble a lot. And that, that's right. also why so, she's got the psychiatrist. That's right. right. So her dad died a year before. Mm-hmm. He's immediately replaced by a stepfather. Right. Which I think is creepy. Do you think he killed the dad? No, I don't think so. Because he doesn't seem to... like He, he showed up exactly a year later. Yeah, but he looks... Or people, that's what he did. He was setting up when he, in the, later on in the movie, he finds somebody okay. else. But and then also, so yeah, right. She is also getting into lots of trouble in school. In mm-hmm. fact, the next scene is her fighting. Yeah. Like she's a little tough on that one. I never got into a school fight. Neither did I, which I guess that's good. Yeah, I guess so. Sometimes I wanted to, but no. I, I never got into a school fight. Are you kidding? I was terrified of what my mother would do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those immigrant parents. Um, so we also find out that Jerry is a realtor and he's been like he's selling a house or something. Which is fucking creepy. Yeah. Okay. I well, he was also creepily pushing the little girl on the swing. Like what's the rule? What realtor you know what I mean? So okay, like, so he he was showing a family a home and he was being really friendly with the little girl. Fortunately, he's not that kind of creepy. He's not you know, pedophile creepy. He's just I wanna kill you creepy. Right. Yeah, two different kinds of creepies, two different parts of hell. So (laughs) (laughs) he tells her, he tells the little girl, I have a daughter too, and starts telling her about Stephanie. And then during the conversation, starts telling her about another daughter. Mm. And the girl was like, I thought your daughter was Stephanie. So that's where you finally get, you start getting glimpses of that. He's slipping back and forth into these realities that he creates with these different families. And the key thing is that you just said is creates. It's probably been multiple times before to where he gets confused and doesn't remember. Correct. And so, yeah, I I also, so we've established that Jill is, um, was the original daughter and Stephanie was the stepdaughter. That's what yes. it was. Yeah. Or the previous family one, as far as we know. Right. We don't yeah, know yeah, exactly yeah. what it was. So um, so Stephanie's fighting at school. Mm-hmm. She gets expelled. And she gets home and her family, of course, reacts. And she wants to go to boarding school. And I get that. Her mother is happy with this dude, whatever. She's not listening to me about this guy being a fucking creepoid. Fine, whatever. Get me the fuck out of here. I get it. Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. They don't say where the boarding school. Boarding school usually implies like another country, I thought, so, right? Can, no, 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 no. But can I tell you the story? Yeah, what story? I got in trouble at school because I started cutting sixth period. You started, uh, no, I get it. Skipping class. I started skipping school sixth period because I got a job down the street from school and I wanted to bank more hours. So I just started skipping six period. And when my mom found out, because I wasn't really good at it, at, at skipping school, when she found out, she like threatened to put me into a boarding school in Honduras. An all girls boarding school. That sounds crazy. First of all, yum. 
Secondly, <laughs> secondly, we're not even from Honduras. What the Honduras. fuck? <laughs> so I was trying to make a cutting joke. I know period. that's why I ignored it. <laughs> oh, okay, right, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, um, the mother of all things says, "Well, the decision's really up to Jerry. Mm-hmm. Why? Why?" Yeah, I know. But they also call each other them like have pet names, and he's like, you know, even to the daughter, like he calls her like. You know, I don't know, not Stephanie all the time. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, he hey, calls honey, her pet names, yeah. but it's like, no, it's too, first of all, it's right. too soon. It's, Secondly, she's a 16-year-old girl. Exactly, creepy. it's inappropriate. I don't understand that. Right. And um, so what his decision is, she cannot go to boarding school. He says, without kids, it's not a family. Mm-hmm. And he also says something like the Father past. knows best. Yeah, he says something like the past isn't real. It's just a dream or something like that. He said that? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I put that in quotes. Past isn't real, just a dream. So mm-hmm. later, Jerry's building a birdhouse while the mom and Stephanie are chatting. And so he's building that downstairs in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're chatting in the bedroom in her in Stephanie's yeah. bedroom. He's got a nice little workbench area down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Keeps he, him occupied when he's not out there keeps him around dangerous tools just (laughs) like any maniac should be and um she said something that really struck me uh the mother did she tells stephanie we have a second chance with jerry oh i remember that and i'm like a second chance at what exactly right you had this man in your life you the the, her husband her ex-husband they raised a girl to be 16 years old what other second chance? Like that's a full, that's an adult almost. Yeah. Having already had dad, like you can't just do the old switcheroo. Exactly, and you're right. Like she's 16 already, and then you know it's it doesn't make sense. Like she's pushing this whole new family thing on, and that he's like the the leader and the patriarch, and I don't know. It's yeah. So already we realize he's just wants to have this idyllic life. He wants to have the family he doesn't want to work at it but he just wants a ready-made family he wants a dog he wants a home he wants to go to work come back everything he has a stay-at-home wife everything yeah so that's where you're saying it's not so much that he wants to kill it's that that's what he desires is the family and then as soon as that goes sour once once the the perfect aspect Mm -hmm. is tarnished yeah he's got to start over he's got to start start from scratch so right. later on, Susan and John Locke start getting down. Yeah, right. It was kind of creepy. It was. Because <laughs> they're like discussing while they're making out. And it's like, the fuck? And know. then he said, she tells, she tells us, uh, he, she doesn't know anything about him. Um, and he says to her, I didn't exist until I met you. And that's true, because he did it. Right, yep. He <laughs> was somebody else. So the next morning, the house where, um, we go back to the house where we first met John Law. We first met Jerry. Mm-hmm. Right? The, where he was all bloody, the opening right. house. Yeah. The old house, right the, the murdered family house. Yeah, exactly. And we found out that his name was Henry Morrison. Oh, right, Henry Morrison, yeah. Henry Morrison. And he murdered his entire family. Mm-hmm. We find this out because there's a reporter... Um, Discussing the case with this the brother, brother right. of his murdered wife. Right, yeah. His brother-in-law. So the brother, right, technically his brother-in-law. And mm-hmm. so he is not 
he's convinced that it was Henry Morrison. No, no, everybody knew it was Harry, Henry Morrison, but because he disappeared, mm-hmm. nobody has any leads. Nobody can follow up. Right, yeah. He so wants the, the reporter to do a follow-up story yeah. so that it gets more attention. Yeah, exactly. So somebody might know something. He, he has an idea that there's a certain radius, and if you, the newspapers are within this area and you, whatever, you put a picture somebody, out. Yeah, somebody's put a picture out, somebody him. might know where he yeah. is. It's not a bad idea, actually, especially in that neck of the woods. Um, I've never been there. So <laughs> and yeah, so that brother's on his own investigation. And uh, I didn't is get his a name. Passionate though. guy. His name is Bro. That's what I wrote. Bro, <laughs> I put that to Bro investigates. <laughs> he had those big like boots, but he had the like Jordache style tongue. Do you remember how like, <laughs> <laughs> like let the tongue bang out of the boot? It's like my my shoes will talk as we're walking. Let's have a discussion. Um, so um, yeah, and then I so also, next thing you know, there's the backyard boogie. Boogie 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 backyard boogie boogie boogie. That's right. And there is, um, because oh the little Jerry, shindig yeah, yeah everybody's together because yeah. he's a right. realtor he invites all of his neighbors all of his other past clients and just kind of just to get together as a token of appreciation right so unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately there's a very awkward speech that he gives talking about how much he loves everybody and you're like oh so itchy. It was an itchy speech. An itchy speech. That's, that's a right. that's a new term. Yeah. Um, so um, so Stephanie is obviously not having fun because her friend is there and she's having fun with her friend. But the moment that he does the speech, he calls his family over, including Stephanie, and she has to make this show about it and be in pictures and yeah. whatever. I think they're standing on like a picnic bench or something yeah. too. We're like above. Ha ha. Here he. My peasant, Court? what my yeah, my faithful people. I don't know. I was I went bad. I said peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's probably close. Uh, um. So during the barbecue though, or during yeah during the whatever get together, somebody's reading a newspaper. Because what mm-hmm. else do you do at a party? Yeah, you no, read the newspaper. Read newspaper. You read. The, you bring the paper. You bring the paper. <laughs> and uh, they started to read about the article, which is. Henry Morrison, the guy who killed, but they don't have the picture in the right, paper. Right, because they couldn't get the picture mm-hmm. in the paper. Yep, but he knows that they're reading but about Stephanie him. Stephanie overhears, and mm-hmm. she's like, wait, yeah. I want to see a picture of this guy. Yeah. Because she's already suspicious of this fucker. And the timelines coincide. So she's like trying to look at the, uh, overhear the conversation. That's when Jerry comes over, and he's like, oh, this is silly, whatever. <laughs> makes a, makes a, a, a Pennywise paper boat oh right yeah he like and he calls <laughs> and gives a little it to boy one of the kids. over mm-hmm. yeah he's like hey you want to be a sea pirate <laughs> the kid's like yeah but um at i this, was probably that same kid at yeah age. That 1987 I, I was six uh years old is that uh, a white thing yeah <laughs> what that or the sailboat thing both both yeah they both are okay um so um, at this point in time, they run out of ice. The mother sends Stephanie down in the basement for ice mm-hmm. because there's a cooler down, uh, um, a freezer down there. Yep, and this is the first this time where the, she sees him acting schizo because he comes down not knowing she's there. Yep, and starts freaking, freaking the fuck out. out. Yep. He's like and pissed and yelling. That's and right. Sh- yeah, and he's like hitting himself and it's like just cursing yeah. and cursing. And then um, he's talking to himself as if there's another person there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And he sees her. Mm -hmm. 
And then start saying, I'm just tired of pretending to smile at these people all the time. I'm working up there, which I kind of get. Like, like if that was, if it was not the psycho guy, I get having to take a break from smiling so fucking much. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's gotta be hard to just keep the facade. And on top of that, these are the people that gave him money in his pocket, you know, because they all bought houses from him. So he's what? Something's wrong with my face. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, anyways, it would drive you crazy if you were a normal person, too, in some ways. Absolutely. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes in certain functions, my face hurts from smiling. Yeah. So that's this is where Stephanie, after seeing him crazy, decides, I'm going to do my own investigation. And the, so in the meantime, I wrote down this guy's name. They just call him Ogilvy. I think that was their last name. But Ogilvy is the bro. And Ogilvy is mad now because the Ogilvy picture wasn't the in the paper. Ogilvy is the last name. Right, I know. But okay. I wrote, what, do you know his first name? Bro. Bro Ogilvy, yeah. Bro Ogilvy. Bro. So... <laughs> He's to- super pissed that the picture's not in the mail. Um, and he goes and talks to, like, the lieutenant. And he wants him to, like, try to reopen, okay, whatever. But at the same time, Stephanie had uh, written the newspaper to get to a get, copy of yeah. his picture. Yep, exactly. That's a smart move. That's a very and, smart move. It's before the internet. Yep. And guess what? They just they do it. They send the picture. And it doesn't come to her right away. Well, we're not there yet. I know. We're but not. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because before all this, she does tell her psychiatrist about it. And he says, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing and see if I can set so, up a meeting with her dad. Here's the thing. In that session where she tells him, I'm going, I think this is Guy. I think this is what he did. We also find out that this therapist in particular only charges Stephanie 50% of his fee. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know why that came up. Yeah, why? And it's not. This isn't it's it's right. creepy, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I like your stories. I'll only charge you half. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to me wearing this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. Um. And so then uh, he actually in that same one. Oh, I wrote here. I'm not. I can't understand if it's creepy or not. Yeah. Um, but then he also encourages her to run away. Yeah, exactly. What kind of fucked up therapist? Well, in the Sopranos... Is this, is this my therapist? The I, so- I told you my therapist fell asleep once. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, is this but, my therapist? <laughs> I don't know, but he didn't tell you to run away, did he? I'm, I'm Maybe he did. You weren't... You weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying when it comes to a child, like in the Sopranos, when... Uh, I, don't, I don't know, I was just remembering that... the. Meadow is not in agreement with her parents, and then they send her to somebody who Melfi recommends, and that one says, That's "Yeah, right. go to fucking Spain, Barcelona." <laughs> <laughs> is that a white thing? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really weird. Like, because in theory, Stephanie's life is actually pretty fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. She does what the fuck she wants. At this point, she doesn't even go to school because she was expelled. <laughs> her mom doesn't seem to give her any responsibilities or chores. She doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a sibling she has to babysit. She doesn't have anything, really. Yeah. What is she complaining about? Right. I mean, yeah, her stepdad is creepy and there's a whole issue there. But other than that, what really is... I don't know. She's losing like a kind of perfect life in the middle of like like you know 
what's it called? Vaudeville? <laughs> Vaudeville in Seattle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what, when she gets home from the therapist, mm-hmm. um, well, Jerry beats her to the mailbox. Yeah. Sees that there's something that came from a big envelope because the picture, of course, was... Eight and a half by eleven. Yeah, you know, it was like, it was a, like headshot. a headshot. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he sees that it came from the newspaper, so he's like, looking. He opens it, and it's a picture of him. Yep, and he's shocked. He's but like, he's also holy fuck. Yes, this fuck. At this point, Stephanie rides her bike right behind him, mm-hmm. and Any she goes to me. <laughs> yeah, and he goes. As a matter of fact, there is. Yep. And you should not be looking at this. <laughs> and then hands her a Cosmo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's misdirection, right? There. Yeah, yeah, um, super misdirection. But yeah, so he didn't give that to her. We find out that later on he goes to a Photoshop. So back in the day, you would take a picture. You would have it on a roll of film. You would have to go get those developed to turn into pictures. And then you'd go back a day later, a couple of days later, and pick up your actual pictures. Yeah. A Photoshop, not yeah. Photoshop. <laughs> right. So um, he goes to a photo store yeah. and buys just a picture of anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he puts that in and the puts envelope. An envelope. And then yep. suddenly she gets that mail. Yeah. And she's when she finally gets it, she's so excited to get it. Mm-hmm. And then it's the wrong guy and she's deflated. Yep. Exactly. And when her friend's talking to her later, she's like, you're mad that he's not a serial killer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> so she was funny. really upset. Well, but I get it because she was certain. Exactly. She was certain. So much so that she got her therapist to... Like believe in it, and then set up a meeting because he wanted to speak with the dad, and the dad was like, "No, I don't want to talk to him." Like right, he, he called, calls yeah, the house, yeah, and then, and then he's like, "Tell him we're not here," or whatever, you know. Um, so the therapist, on the other hand, is wants to meet the dad, and he comes up with this plan that, well, I'll just uh, go see about buying a house and use a different name, mm-hmm. and, and makes an appointment, to makes see an him. appointment to see him. Yeah. Meanwhile, brother gives oh, us brother Ogilvy. He goes to with a, de- uh, a detective. Mm-hmm. And that's how we get caught up with the story. Yeah, the lieutenant. It's fake identification. So this Henry Morrison character, the John Locke character, the Jerry Blake character, he assumes a fake identity. He's an, a repeat offender yeah. in that he marries into existing families and kills them all. Yeah. So the detective says, we can't proceed with the case. We have nothing, nothing. That means he could have done the same thing over and over again and never have gotten caught. Yeah, well, I do think that he had done it more than just the first time because he was getting confused with certain... I don't know. To me, it means like he was, can't he was remember He was losing anymore. it. This yeah. was at the end of it. So when a, a, when a killer, when a killer um, does it for so long, they go through this point... What is it called? It is called it's like a destructive phase when they're nearing the end of it. It's like they're cold. They're, they're, they're first there... They're planning and they're 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 honing in their craft, right? And then they're masters of it. And then they're in this like deconstruction period where they're just not doing it properly and, and, and that's when they fuck up. They they that's when they usually go into their maniacal kind of like f- frenzy mode. Um it's just the arc of a killer. Okay. Right? Um so it seems to be like we're at that place. Like it's like over the peak yeah you know right it's yeah. like it, it's not on his he's not on his game right. he's nearing his end right. it's definitely it not his first you it's know not his first yeah. but it might be his last <laughs> yeah there were seagulls so i don't know yeah <laughs> um so 
We also see Jerry freak out again in his basement. And he gets the picture um, that he has of himself, uh, Stephanie and his and Susan, his wife. And um, he's you can see that he's pondering because he's like, how do I get this back in order? And what he does is he goes to the school and gets Stephanie enrolled back in school. All right. Yeah. Because he's a master manipulator, as killers are. Yeah. So now she doesn't have to go to boarding school. She can stay there. And he looks like the good guy. Yeah. And then while she's back at school, she's being walked home one day by this boy. Okay. Have we got... Do we... Just real quick. Did we skip over the part where he kills the fucking... The psychiatrist? No, that's next. Okay. All right. Spoiler alert. So she has a crush on this boy. Mm-hmm. Or it seems to... She seems to because they're being flirtatious and being funny. And he walks her to her door. And guess what he does? He does the most obscene thing ever. Mm-hmm. He's they being a nice guy. Well, yeah, he's, he's approaching so her nicely. He's, yeah, yeah he, he's, he did everything right. Yeah, and all of a sudden Jerry opens the door and is like, what the fuck are you doing? She's You're going to rape, rape my daughter. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom comes up like, hey, whoa, Jerry, what the what? fuck are you saying? He's what like, he was practically raping her, Susan. Oh, what's her name again? Susan. Oh, really? I got it right. <laughs> That was a fucking shot in the dark. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really bad. That's that's overreacting. <laughs> so that's when everybody's just freaks because everybody's kind of like on pins and needles now. It's like, what's going on? I, mm-hmm. I don't understand what the issue is. Yeah. So um, he's definitely continuing his downward, downward spiral. Yeah. So um, the next scene, though. We see him in action because yeah. his next scene, he's Jerry meeting, meets a therapist. Yeah, he's meeting the therapist, but the therapist is going by a different name and he's just pretending to be a guy looking for a house. But the thing is, the therapist starts his little therapy thing on, uh, you know, like asking questions. How does that make you feel? What do you do about this? And all of a sudden, Jerry's well, like, wait, thing why is, are you asking so much? The, bad, the worst part is. The therapist goes in and says, I don't have a family. It's just right, for me. Yeah, he messes and then later up. fucks up and says, my wife, this. Yeah, he's like, so oh, that's well, when Jerry's like, divorced. Como what? Yeah, he's so, like, bitch, don't play me. <laughs> I know what the fuck you're trying to do. And, and uh, um, this is where we find that Jerry's a cheerleader for traditional values. Because uh, he says he is. Okay, explain. Um, well, he says that to the therapist when the therapist is like, oh, it's just for me. This for me. And he even says, this home is for a family. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the therapist then proceeds to get killed the fuck up. He gets He's butchered. Dead. Rolled up into a carpet. Yeah. He gets taken in his own car, driven to the edge of some river or lake, and or is it a ravine of some sort? And he gets... Throw, like he he does he wedges something underneath the um, yeah to keep the gas, the, the pedal, gas pedal going and and he goes off the road and the car explodes boom yeah he's <laughs> he's done with that fool so then at some point he has to break the news to Stephanie that her therapist is dead yeah but why him how does he know because they called the house oh okay the therapist's right, yeah. office called the house yeah all right I guess that's believable back then and. That's when they have their bonding moment, though, because he's consoling her when she's crying because her therapist is dead. 
They start building a bond. And so at this point, that's when Jerry holds her and is hugging her and tells her, nothing is ever going to split us apart. Yeah, see, this is all creepy things. Which is reminiscent of last week's movie, High Tension. Oh, right. Nothing will ever take us apart. Nothing will ever come between us Come between us. Nothing will ever come between us. (laughs) Nothing will ever come between us. Um... But yeah, that's really creepy, and I get the need to um, I get the need to feel like you belong and that somebody cares. But that's too much of a leap, I think. Mm-hmm. That that is too yeah. much of a. It went zero to a hundred. That's all. real yeah, quick. Real real quick. <laughs> so I at this point in time, Ogilvy is now coming to town because he wants to investigate, and he wants to. F- he did figure something so out he, where he knows what town he's supposed to be going to. He now is the owner of the house where the family was slain. Yes. So he's going through the stuff and he sees that there is a page missing from one of the magazines. That's right. And so what he does, very smartly actually, goes to a library, finds that magazine and see what page is missing. Mm-hmm. But what page is missing is the most traditional towns in the U.S., yeah, so that doesn't really and, narrow it down, but at least it gives them a bit of an idea. But there's one, a fairy's fairy ride away. Right, it's one that's close enough, which is the new town that he's in. What, what do you Correct. remember? Town what number was? two. Town number two, whatever. <laughs> um, so I. I'm, so he knows that something that 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 he's potentially right there, mm-hmm. right there. So the brother gets into town, and. He goes to like the county register or whatever and says, I just need a list of all of the people who've recently gotten married in the last year. Huh. Yeah. And they give it to him. Yeah, yeah. After a little bit of finagling and whatever, he they, he gets the records that he needs. And right. so now he's going to use that to go down the list. Down the list and f- try Knock to. Knock on the doors and yeah. say. Ballsy nope. move, right? Yes. Ballsy and he's move. Yeah, yeah. With his big ass old Jordash boots or whatever, I don't. They weren't Jordash boots. They were boots, but he wore them with the tongue all like. Wow. <laughs> you said that already. Yeah, I know. I'm just. I'm still on <laughs> that shit. All right. Um, so, Jerry now is also in the in the process of taking a ferry to go change his look again because he, even though he's kind of like, all right, I've gotten this thing sort of patched up with Stephanie, he also. Doesn't truly believe that. And that's why he's already starting for family number next. <laughs> whatever whatever right. family so he's on. At some point, they get into an argument, though. I think Susan, Stephanie, and... Uh, yeah, Susan and Stephanie are getting into an argument with him at separate times and together. Because... she uh, Susan doesn't agree with the way he handled the boy. Yeah. And, um, and Susan is telling Stephanie, he's your father now. Yeah. At some point, doesn't she slap her? Yeah, exactly. She whap, whacks on the face. And I was thinking like, damn, what the fuck? Like, we are we're supposed to be family. And all of a sudden, you turn your back and you're with him more so than me. And like, fuck you, ho. Yeah. Like, and not I the good know. kind of ho either. No, not the Heidi's kind of ho. <laughs> Heidi's hoes. Heidi's hoes. Oh. Uh-oh. You want to be a hose. Heidi's hoes? <laughs> One dollar to our Patreon. <laughs> you can start off small, work so your way up. Now we see his methodology. Yeah, he's because what he does is he quits his job. He sets this all up in advance. He thinks about it thoroughly. He he makes it seem like you know. He's like, I gotta start over again. This yeah. family is broken. This mm-hmm. family is broken. It doesn't work for me. Let me try yeah. again. So this is what he does. 
He quit his job. He goes and takes a ferry to another town. And then during the ferry ride, switches costumes. And now he's a completely different guy. Yeah, he puts a mustache on And now. he takes off his hair. And he I'm takes like, oh my Yeah, God. he was wearing a toupee the whole time. <laughs> He takes off his mustache. He changes his <laughs> contact colors again. He changes his, uh, his demeanor. Look. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. oh, my gosh. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> so what he does is he goes into this new town. He gets a job as a salesperson because obviously he's a great manipulator. He's going to yeah. be a good salesman. Right. Um, he's, he sets up in a new town uh, a job. He rents a place. And that place, coincidentally, is next door to a single mother. Yeah, perfect for him. I mean, he smiled so much when he found out. He was like, you're recently widowed? Woo. <laughs> My kind of gal. Let's uh-huh. go get a drink. All the MILFs over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now let me ask you this. So that if it was the fact that he really wanted the family and all that, like, do you think that he truly is also... Um, like he's not being a actual creep for the children or the. I don't like, think he's like abusing the children sexually. Yeah. I think he's just trying he, to make them fit into his mold. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering if, like, in reality, if anything didn't go wrong, he would have had their best interests and tried to like, like he wasn't in it for some, like you said, like some ulterior yeah, he motive. Being, he he was, wasn't being pervy. Right. He, he was just really wanted creepy. to be the good dad. You know. Yes, yes. And we'll go into that in a second. But we have to revisit the therapy because Stephanie's now with a new therapist. Oh, right. In the same office the same as office. the old therapist, but in a different room. Yeah, but she doesn't even go and she, she, she goes in the room. She pretends she's going to go in to see her. Yeah. Instead goes to her old therapist's office and yeah. finds that on the calendar, the desk calendar. Her dad's name. Jerry's or information. Stepdad, Jerry's uh, name is on there and an address. Mm-hmm. An address. And so that address is the house that he was going to view. Yep. And so she's going to go there and take so a look around. And she explores it. Yeah. So she's, she explores there so much that the next realtor who's showing the place shows up and finds her there. And she yeah. goes off running. But <laughs> It wasn't a very successful she does exploration. See, no, no. But she does wander around where he killed mm-hmm. um, the therapist. But... I don't think she really catches on to any of those details at that time. Right. So now they're back around the dinner table. And at this point, Stephanie, no, at this point, Jerry isn't even faking the funk anymore. He's eating dinner like this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't that. give a fuck. Oh, okay. um, do? Right. So has the, his wife also found out yet that he quit his job because she starts to do her own investigation everybody's investigating something in this fucking thing did you i find that again that some of it was just not that believable for me or i just wasn't really totally sold on well, the way it would so at this point he's um he's being very distant and when they're cleaning up the mom wants to discuss what happened mm-hmm. what's happening to the family right and then and at this point, he's not even he's not even engaging. He's like walking out the door and he goes, I'm taking care of it. Mm-hmm. I'm she's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, so he sees um, he's like wandering around, uh, just trying to go back across the ferry. Right. But on his way, he sees an idyllic family. There's a dad coming home. There's a little there's a, a wife at the at the door. A little girl's running, screaming, daddy. And the dog comes running after. And um 
he he finds that that's what he wants. That's what he's looking for. Yeah, he's just um, that's his thing. It's his fetish. He wants to have that family. And guess who comes knocking at the Blake's family home? Well, Mr. Bro Ogilvy, I bet. <laughs> That's right. He goes, but Jerry isn't back. That's because Jerry is at the ferry. <laughs> Jerry's at the ferry. Yeah. Um, but the wife says he's not here. He's at work, whatever. But because um, but because Jerry had quit. Uh, so because Jerry had a visitor, and that's rare because she knows nothing about his past. Right. So, so she decides to go ahead and call his office, and guess what happens? He doesn't work here anymore, he's bitch. He's working here. <laughs> his, what? His wife is like, oh, you must be confused. And she's like, uh, no, he quit here like freaking a couple weeks so ago. A couple weeks ago, that's right. So she's like, what the actual fuck? fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Bill Hopkins. Bill Hopkins. Bill Hopkins. New Jerry. Um is back at home. Um, He's talking with his wife. He's back at home. And she confronts him. Mm-hmm. And he manipulates her into believing to believing anything. Yeah. Right? Oh, that stupid new girl. She doesn't I'm know I'm going to call and get her fired right yeah, now. Right now. Yeah. I, she keeps messing up my phone messages and all that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and he starts getting to the point well, where... He starts saying names of people. And he goes... And he refers to himself as somebody else. And she goes, what? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. wait. And wait. genuinely, genuinely goes, who am I here? Yeah, who am I here? Yeah. He genuinely, it was like, he. I loved this, what is his name? Terry O'Quinn. Oh, John, John Locke. Locke. He is such a good actor. Like you genuinely see his brain, like like you, 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 you'd sense that he's click, 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 click. Like trying to figure things out. He's trying to figure out where he was. He's genuinely so confused. And that was like, the most genuine moment of the movie when he's like, I don't know yeah, what's going wait, on. What? Yeah. Which person am I supposed to be right so now? It was so good. And so, um, so, that he so gets, of course, uh, naturally, he attacks his wife with a yeah, phone. Yeah, of course. Wham, smacks her. and She runs and falls down the stairs. Right. And at this yeah. point, bro had gone to another house. But he came back and said, again. Um, and said, uh, oh, that looks like our realtor. Mm-hmm. And he goes, your realtor? I know what it is. And he's speeding back to the house. At this point, Stephanie comes home. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, so she comes home and he, she, she goes upstairs to go ahead and take the, a shower. Okay, so at this point, Jerry has the mom down. Like she's in the basement right. down for the count. And he goes back upstairs to get something to cut her with. And uh, that's when Stephanie comes home. So... She narrowly avoids seeing him covered in blood with a knife in his hand. But she goes upstairs and goes straight to the bathroom. She's going to take a shower. Yes. Now here comes the obligatory uh, boob shot of the film. Uh-huh. Which... Is a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, I'm conflicted now. Again, as a 16-year-old boy, if I would have watched this, it would have been awesome. But now, as an adult, it's like, I know the actress... <laughs> Is got to be 18, right? They didn't... I mean, who knows? Hollywood maybe did some fucking stupid shit, and maybe occasionally they might have goofed, but what I do know is that, technically speaking, she should be 18 if she's in the movie and getting naked, correct? Now... She should. However, things don't always work that way. Oh, wait. Don't tell me. Things don't always work that way, Wait, mister. what did you find in... Did you rabbit hole some shit and find out some shit? 
Oh, Give me your no. Hand. No, no, Give me your no. Hand. If, if so, we're not putting this on. Give me your no, hand. No, no. Well, hey, it's not Look just. Look at me. Yes. Look at me. You got a boner. <laughs> but it's okay. She was 23 years old. What? She was 23? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, she looked fucking young for her 23 year old. But it's. I don't know what's creepier that you're. It, that you were excited about a girl who looks 16. No, I that just, you're not exactly relieved that she was actually 23. I'm, I'm really relieved she was 23. But anyway, so that's, <laughs> yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, I do feel like that this is opening up another conversation of the writers, directors, actors, people. Yeah, like, because it is, it is really hard to, I mean... As kids, we watch these movies as kids, and now, of course, there's a lot more regulation around it. But as kids, we watched it, and we're like, oh, boobs, whatever. No, but just, now, looking at it, and what about the adults that were watching it? They had to say, there had to have been somebody who was, I was like, oh, look at this 16-year-old girl. Let me of course. get the lubriderm out well, there. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. It, it's what, I mean, I'm just baffled by the fact that everybody's okay with letting it go and not saying anything about it in those terms or in the, because I don't think it's necessarily the same now. Right now, if you had a um, scene, well, I don't know, maybe. And horror movies have always kind of played that Right, but I think nowadays card. horror movies more do senior in high school, so they're 18 years old. Mm, I get it. Right? But, but let's or, just say, or again. Or college students. Right, college students, you're right. But well, let's just say, again, like hypothetically speaking, if anybody was an adult at pitching that script and they said, well, here's and this is what's going to happen in this scene. There's these 16, this she's going to take a shower. Yeah, naked. they'd be like, no, 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 we're not fucking making that movie. We make her a different age or no, we're not doing it at all. Right, but um, think about it also this way. If she was any older than 16, she wouldn't have had the issues that she had with the parents. And by issues, you're referring to... Um, um, wanting to go to boarding school because then oh, she's going to be like, well, I can leave right, the house. Right, she could just do all those things is what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah. This is when Jerry kind of mutters under his breath, you're a bad girl, which also adds to the creepiness. But he's not a pervert, I don't think. Mm, I don't, yeah. So he creeps so. up the stairs with a knife. He just wants to kill her at this point. And as, as he's going up the stairs and about to go into the bathroom, the doorbell rings. Yeah, and Mr. Bro Joseph. Yep, he comes in and but but here's another now. But, but he doesn't open the door for him. He comes in without being invited in. Right, he does. Because what's his name must have noticed him, but he doesn't I don't know, who knows if he recognized him or not. But here's let's just cut to the chase. They confront each other. Boom, Bro Ogilvy finds the guy he's been looking for. And he, for as macho as he looked, he basically just was like, he was like the dead. easiest kill of yeah. You're dead. <laughs> the fuck was that shit? He, he he died really quickly and sadly. Yes. And then um, Jerry goes. He so, so so Jerry stabs the fuck out of him. Right, stabs him. And yeah. then Jerry goes back upstairs because now it's Stephanie's turn. Yep. So there's this whole chase scene with Stephanie because he goes to go kill her in the shower. But by that time she's done showering, Cochina. That doesn't sound like a good shower. Anyway, um, she's she's done showering. What'd you call her? A kitchen? Cochina. Not cuchina. Cochina? Yeah, it means like dirty girl. Oh, like Susia? Like Susia. Yeah, 
Yes, like Susia. I'm so proud of you sometimes, but only sometimes. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. Um, well, so let's see. She's out of the shower now. She's out of the shower. She sees. And, and he, he attacks her. And it's a crazy kind of attack in that she at least, like, she closes herself into the bathroom, but there's no way for her to go. She, she, he breaks through the door. And as he's breaking through the door, um, the other side of the door, like the inside of the door, is a mirror. Yeah, mirror. So when he breaks through, all the glass shatters, and she grabs some of that, Mm -hmm. smartly wraps it with a towel, and stabs the fuck out of him. Yep. Yeah, I know. And it's it was like it was finally, yes, he's gonna get what he deserves. Yes. But then he's still not dead though. No. <laughs> so no, she no. like the only way she can go is she goes in through the linen closet up to the attic. Right, up into that dirty, dusty attic. It makes me and itchy just thinking. Jerry about is it. following her right in there. Um so now they're running around in the attic and eventually they get to a part where they like break and fall through because the attic is weak, right? right? So no, the, so the attic. So have you ever walked in an attic? Yeah. That's not finished. No. Oh right, right. Yeah, he so hit the. You have to. He, work he didn't step on, on the, the beam. Support beams. Yeah. 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 So you can't just go right. You or you'll go crashing through the drywall, which right. is what which is Jerry what did. happened. Yes. Right. So she gets away. She or she tries to get away, but then he gets her, and um, okay, they tussle. Yeah, they tussle. So they're fighting at the top of the stairs. Right. And next thing you know, mom is back. I know. I thought and, she was done, gone. Or, and but she's able she's to not. shoot Jerry. Mm-hmm. But it takes like the whole gun worth, of, what is it, five bullets, right? Because it's a revolver? Yeah, well, it shouldn't take that many, but she's just wasting bullets over there. And so she's shooting and shooting and shooting because she doesn't want to kill him. So she shoots him in the leg. She's, you know, a normal person doesn't want to kill somebody else. So um, at some point, then Jerry's at the top of the stairs again, hovering over Stephanie. He has this big knife. And there, all you see is from behind. You see uh, mom's point of view and there's a... And Jerry stands up. Yeah, he gets stabbed in the back. And dies. Yep. Dies. Yeah, and Um, so... He's dead. And that's the movie. Yep, pretty much. That is the end of the movie. After that, um, she they has like one scene where they're cutting down that stupid birdhouse that he helped put up. And that's like her finish to like the chapter. She's like, I'm closing this out by cutting the birdhouse down. But we don't know if it's the next day or if it's like two months or a year or two from now. Like that's the only thing is we don't know how much time has passed by in that scene. Right. I didn't like the movie. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. It was so rough. It's like it was, it was so hard brutal. to. I mean, it was so hard to get through. There were some good points in it that I did enjoy. For example, I love John Locke. Yeah. Um, there was there was that. I I also liked the um, the um, idea of his character. Um, I didn't like that they cut off the childhood abuse component to it, which was what was going to explain all of his behaviors. So you're saying he was abused as a child. He was abused and that's as a child. Now how do you know that? Perfect. Notes. Uh, he was, he was supposed to be the perfect kid, perfect in every aspect. And when he was not able to meet those standards, he got punished. So that's why he has this warped sense of things need to be perfect. Okay. Things need to be perfect. So, that is what led him to be the killer, which is why I'm telling you that he's not um, a pedophile. Okay. He's just an abused 
right. it's abuse survivor. I guess I guess I may, it makes and it really sucks because there are a lot of people who really go out and kill and do things um, because they they themselves are victims. So it makes it really hard understanding how to punish them so that you're not just punishing a victim. Right. It's yeah. it's such it's such a tangled web, right? It's the person is this way because of this. We can't punish them for this. So how do we punish him for this? Because this is the reason why that happened. So I don't know. It's just crazy. Um, it, and this one, as I mentioned before, was loosely based on real life killer John List. Okay. Well, maybe we find out some uh, a few like useful information. No, no, not useful, but like maybe some fun facts about Mister. What did you say his name? John was? List. John List. Lips. List. Uh huh. Either John way. List was born on my birthday. Really? Well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and he died in 2008. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. He was a mass murderer. Was he? How many do you have to murder to be considered a mass so murderer? So I believe the mass murderer is you kill en masse as oh. opposed to on a spree. On November 9th, 1971, John List killed his wife, his mother. And three children in New Jersey. Okay. Then he simply disappeared. Like as one should, if he has you know any remaining family members behind. The oh. murders weren't discovered for over a month. Wow. Like he shot them, but they weren't discovered. Well, that's because John List was um, a very very religious man, and he wanted to keep his children away from temptation and and bad influences so they were a very reclusive family anyway uh, people rarely saw them so when they weren't coming around for a while they just assumed that they were off doing something else right so he did he killed his family because he felt his family was moving away from the church yeah. because he felt that he 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 wanted to keep them in their religion so he thought the best thing to do was to kill them that's like a whole radical yeah. Uh, religious point of view. You know. So what sets him apart from most family murderers is he adopted a new identity and remarried and lived a happy and fulfilling life for 18 more years. Wow, 18 years? 18 years. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I call fucking bullshit on that because if... Oh, you, wait. You don't think that he married and no, was no, happy? No, 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 no. I call bullshit on his reasons. Because if he really thought that his family was moving away from fucking religion, shut the fuck up. <laughs> if he really, it's because it's moving. If he really, it's squeaking too. If he really wanted to make sure that his family were in the religion and of faith, even if he had killed them, why didn't he kill himself? Why didn't he turn himself in? I don't know. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. 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 Um, I think we need to close out this episode. There's no more reason we should waste any time on this movie. And we'll just look forward to the next one, right? Sounds good. Cool. Well, well that's all for us today. We have, um, we thank you very much for listening and or watching. Please check out our website, icecreampodcast.com, and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, there you can find links to all our social media. We'll also include them in our show notes. And we now have our Patreon page up. That's right. Um, Anything you're able to help out, a dollar or so, um, it helps us immensely and helps us continue these episodes. Uh, we have a goal there of 500, um, 500 uh, patrons, and we're 
We're going to be able to start upgrading some of our equipment, which will allow us to get these episodes out more than once a week or more than once every 10 days, which we've been doing. So um, it it would definitely help us out and it will help us kind of continue doing this. We really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Can't wait for the next one. So the next one, I think I'm tired of movie, this movie sucking. So I'd like to have a movie that I know I'm going to (laughs) like. All right. Well, can we have a non-sucktacular movie next time, please? Let's hope that the next movie does not suck as much as this. Great. If you're if you're a second to your Patreon uh, patron, uh, you help us fi- decide the movie. Just yes. saying. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun. The movie sucks, but it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Wine was good. I got to finish this one up. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Okay, bye.